This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts. And if you enjoy what we do, to find out how you can support the station, which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now this week we're going to be talking about photovoltaic solar panels. That's the kind that it's sort of black and shiny, mounted on the roof of your house, provides you with electricity. And with the deepening climate crisis plus a new scheme available to Hertfordshire residents to purchase solar panels more cheaply, and even with the new government scheme, electricity prices remaining eye-wateringly high, it's no surprise that interest in solar panels is rocketing. Later, we'll hear from listener Anthony, who has years of experience with solar panels on his house. But first, I spoke to Candice Looper, Sustainability Officer at St Albans District Council, to find out about the Solar Together scheme that promises a discounted rate on solar panels for Hertfordshire homeowners. I started by asking her who the Solar Together scheme is run by. So Solar Together are run by an organisation called iChooser. So they're independent experts in group buying schemes. They provide different schemes which help people get a better offer than they would have done on their own. Now in the UK previously they provided buying schemes on um, energy suppliers and now they provide on solar panels too. Okay, so how does that work with respect to this particular scheme and getting solar panels? So Solar Together is um, a group buying scheme for solar photovoltaic or solar PV panels or solar PV panels and battery storage systems. So I choose to act as an intermediary for interested residents to increase their bargaining power and get cheaper prices on installation. So what they'll do is they'll invite solar panel installers to compete via an auction and find out who can offer the best prices. And of course, all installers are certified and vetted to assure high quality and reliability. So residents first need to register their interest for free. Then Solar Together will hold the reverse auction. And then the winning installer will send each household a personal recommendation. And residents have up to six weeks to decide whether or not to accept it. So there's no obligation at that stage. If you accept, you'll be asked for a deposit of £150. The winning installer will then organise an in-person roof survey to make an accurate final recommendation. And once the resident has approved this, the installation can go ahead. Okay. So at this stage, do I need to know whether my roof is suitable for solar panels? I know that I've had people look a couple of times and each time they've gone, no, 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 yours is, your, it's too small, it's facing the wrong way. Do we need to know that at this stage? So when you register, you'll be asked a number of questions about your roof orientation and tiling and things like that in the form. So that will help them deem whether your roof is suitable. If the installer comes to survey your roof in person and they find it's not suitable, then you'll receive your deposit back. So we recommend you still register and apply for the scheme. Okay. And and also, I suppose something else that will affect whether your roof is suitable is perhaps if you're a conservation area or you live in a flat, what would I do then? So you can still install solar PV systems if you're in a block of flat. So you'll need to make sure that if you're on shared freehold, you have permission from all owners of the roof. 
you would need to have your own consumer unit for your flat and you need to have explicit permission from the landlord and other residents. So also just be aware that if you move, Solar Together won't decommission the system for you. So you have to do this yourself or just leave the panels on the property. And then, of course, in St Albans, we've got a lot of properties in the conservation area. So if you're in the conservation area, there are a number of conditions that need to be met around how they're fitted and where they're fitted so that they don't affect the external appearance of the building. I've put together a information sheet which is on the renewable page of our council website. So um, take a look on at that and it will set out all the things you need to take into account. Okay, well, that's really helpful. Thank you for that, Candice. So you've said that the way that the price is decided is by a, a reverse auction scheme, as you said, it's to see which suppliers can, can supply us with the solar panels, the cheapest. Can you just give us an idea about roughly how much we could expect to save? So the solar market is so volatile right now that we can't really give any accurate prices. But uh, what Solar Together say is that typically they get quotes around 20 to 35 percent cheaper than market value um, and the price is fixed for the duration of the scheme. Okay, so that's that's quite a substantial saving then, isn't it? Yeah, we hope we'll see those kind of savings through this scheme. Okay. Now, I I see that, obviously, you're from St. Albans District Council, and I see that this scheme is being promoted by lots of local councils. What's their involvement in the scheme? We work with iChooser and the other Hertfordshire councils to deliver this scheme across Hertfordshire. With energy prices soaring, we want to do all we can to support households to secure sustainable energy. And of course, we're also keen to transfer across from fossil fuels to renewable energy as soon as possible to protect our climate. After home insulation, generating solar power is one of the best things you can do to reduce your energy use and carbon emissions. So while as a council we're not running the scheme, but we are promoting it, monitoring it and making sure the scheme works to residents' advantage. iChooser is responsible for the process up until the moment you accept your personal recommendation and pay your deposit. And then after that, after you've paid your deposit, the winning installer will take over responsibility for your installation. So really, as a council, we're just promoting and endorsing it. Okay, so it's good to know that it's got your endorsement. So this is something that we can trust. It's not just kind of some kind of a scam. This is a new scheme around here, but has it taken part in other parts of the country? Has it already worked in other places, I suppose? Yeah, Solar Together has been operating in the UK since uh, about 2015. And about 20 councils um, have been involved in their schemes and over 10,000 installations have been completed. So this is the first time we've worked with them in Hertfordshire, um, but already we're seeing great interest in registering for the scheme. We've had in just one week, we've had 800 registrations in our district. So we're really happy to see so many households wanting to play their part in the shift to sustainable energy. Well, that sounds absolutely brilliant. And I'm sure that many more people will be interested as well. Um, So, Candice, here in St. Albans, we do already have the Solar Street scheme, which um, allows you to purchase discounted solar panels. They do sound very similar. Which one should I sign up for? Solar Streets offers fixed price solar panels obtained from a much smaller bulk buying group, and it's managed by IDEA. If you haven't already signed up for the scheme and put your deposit down, then it's not possible for you to be added to that scheme because there's a six months waiting list for installation and they're clearing that backlog. So if you haven't signed up, then we would recommend that you go for solar together um, because that's an active scheme. 
If you have already signed up for Solar Streets and you're on the waiting list, there's nothing to stop you signing up for Solar Together as well. And then you've got time until the reverse auction to compare prices and see which is best for you. If you want some more information on both the schemes, have a look at our council website um, on the Renewable Energy webpage. But so just to clarify, if you haven't already put your name down for Solar Streets, we would re- recommend going for Solar Together. Okay, excellent. That That's clear. It sounds great. It sounds like it's popular already. You've said I should register my interest. So how do I do that? Where do I go to do that? So um, register for free at solartogether.co.uk forward slash St. Albans. You should see clearly on the homepage. Registration is open until the 26th of September. Um, fill in the form, put your name down. The reverse auction will then be held the next day on the 27th of September. And within a few weeks, you should receive an offer and you have six weeks to decide if this is um, something you want to accept. Okay, that all sounds great. And just because obviously money is very tight for a lot of people at the moment, are there any options for paying in instalments or do we have to pay for our solar panels all in one? Unfortunately, there's no payment agreements in place currently, so you would have to pay all at once. Okay. Candice, thank you very much indeed for telling us about that. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I was talking there to Candice Looper, Sustainability Officer at St Albans District Council. And remember, you've got until the 26th of September to register your interest in Solar Together. And I'll share the link to the information webpage that Candice was talking about in the notes that accompany the podcast of this show and which you'll find on the podcast page of Mix926.com. Now, someone who took the plunge and had solar panels installed some years ago is listener Anthony. I started by asking Anthony why he'd got his solar panels in the first place. It was during the early 2000s and my wife and I were discussing reducing our energy bills and we were also concerned about our footprint on the, on the planet. But we weren't sure about the technology, whether to go for hot water solar power or electricity um, generation. And then in about 2010... She heard that there was a group looking for participants in St Albans for the government's solar voltaic incentive scheme. And then she persuaded me um, that this was a good investment, a good idea. And that's how it started. Okay. And was it an upheaval when you had them fitted? How, How easy was it? Oh, it was pretty easy. We had preliminary discussions, both with the scheme operator and the installer, the engineering firm talked to us about the technical aspects and reassured us because at that time it was all pretty uncertain as to you know how good this technology was. Others in the group were convinced, so that helped. So it took a couple of days to, to put up. Um, they used scaffolding, had to have access to the loft, some paperwork, discussions with the power supply, and that was it. So, so overall, Anthony, have you been pleased with your solar panels? Yeah, it's been extremely valuable. We've used the feed-in tariff, what they call the FIT, to pay back the initial investment of about seven, seven and a half years. And there's been no maintenance issues. It's just done the job behind the scenes. And now we've got a, a new smart meter. We can more readily see how much electricity we're generating. So all that is pretty good. And on, in addition, we 
bought um, what they call a diverter box, which allowed us to trickle through electricity into the immersion heating system um, for for when we weren't um, using any electricity. Okay, so you've got hot water there provided by the immersion heater, so it's just all ready for you. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a top up um, part, but you know, very valuable. Just one minor irritant, which we all come across: lots of cold calls about getting the system maintained from people that we've never heard of. But now we're no longer using the landline, so uh, that helps. Oh, okay. No, I'd never thought of that as being a as being a problem. So thanks for the thanks for the warning there. So. You're saying you've, now you've got your smart meter, you can kind of see better what electricity you're using and what's being produced. Do you use most of the electricity that you produce with your solar panels? Well, we produce more kilowatts than we consume during the year, but it's not evenly distributed because clearly in the summer you're producing a lot of electricity, which you can't consume in the winter. You're not producing very much and you you could consume more of it. And of course, it's all in the day as well. So I think in the winter, we clearly use all that we generate. Um, In the summer, we probably consume about a third. But you're still producing some electricity all year. Oh, yes, yes. And if we had a battery, which we don't have one yet, that would take all the electricity we generate and then we could um, use it whenever the system required it. Okay. And how about on cloudy days? Are you still producing electricity then? Yeah. It's not entirely um, devoted to the sun. It depends on the light, elements of radiation. Clearly, if it's a, it's a bright, um, sunny, hot day, then you're producing bags. So on a good day, I suppose we could be producing about eight kilowatts in a, or more in a day. And have you found that, as you say, particularly since you've got your smart meter, so you can keep track of things a bit better, have you changed your habits to fit in when you're producing more electricity? Yeah. After we kind of got bedded in with it and understood a little bit how it worked, we realised that we should be using the big consumers um, like um, dishwasher and washing machine in the daytime and one after the other rather than both together. And in the morning, a shower, uh, we have an electric shower downstairs, use that before you put the kettle on for, for breakfast or vice versa. So that sort of thing, you know, you, you learn as you go ahead, but you learn fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. So I hope you don't mind me saying you're a, a, a pensioner, Anthony. A lot of people in your position are very worried about the, the cost of rocketing fuel bills your solar panels uh, do they provide a substantial help for you with those bills yes they do but it's a a little bit complicated because part of the system is for us is based on uh, the incentive scheme that the government set up originally and that was quite generous and the other part consists of what you generate and use so our system, I think, is probably not capable of providing, you know, 300% increase in energy that, you know, we're required to from October. But the feed-in tariff for us more than covers our electricity bill, but not the gas. And if you were to move house now, would, would you buy solar panels again? Oh, certainly. We would look at the potential for putting putting in a system, but doing that alongside other considerations, uh, location, size of rooms etc and I think 
you know, at the moment, clearly there's no point in having big rooms if you can't heat or light them or cool them in the summer. So, you know, it's just another important consideration. And would you recommend solar panels to other people? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like any other major purchase that you do in, the, in, the, in your house, a new um, heating system or a car or whatever. You've got to do the math, as we say. It isn't too complicated to, to do that. You've got to listen to the salespeople, but, you know, they can be generous in their predictions. Um, talk to other people that have got the system in more recently. What's changed, I think, is that the efficiency of the panels over the last 10, 15 years has improved, improved enormously. You know, batteries are now part of the setup and, you know, you can generate electricity for your car as well. So all that is positive. You have to think about, you know, your own house and, and how best to use what you've got in terms of the physical structure. And any tips for us? Ah, yeah. <laughs> Some lessons learned. Be creative with your roof space and the size of panels. I think you can get different sizes of panels. And in our day, one size fitted all. And therefore, you've missed out on some valuable square footage. Get the best quality system you can afford, even if that extends your financial payback, because that will generate much more electricity for you. And on the social side, try and get everybody to buy in in the household to this new way of working. Those sounds like some excellent tips, Anthony. Thank you so much for sharing them with us. Thanks a lot. Now, while solar panels are on an appropriate roof, always a great way of reducing your carbon footprint, as Anthony indicated, the financial efficacy of them will vary depending on your situation. So as with any other investment, do seek professional advice and thoroughly research if they are right for you and your pocket. It's always good to hear from you via email. I'm on, I'm on amanda.yorworth at mix926.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. I'll be here at the same time next week. Thank you for listening.